Hey, welcome back to another uh, Little Talks with Littlefield Agency. We have a very special guest in the house today. We do. We've been talking about it for a while. It's Friday, by the way. Happy Friday. Oh, yeah. Happy Friday. Some people might be wondering why we didn't do it Wednesday, but I feel like we told them last week, right? Yes, we told them last week. We said, hey, bear with us. We know we have a lot of you that are just... Standing on the or sitting on the edge of your seats, you've been dying to wait for this podcast to be yeah. released. Trent had to know the one and only. Do it. Introduce yourself. <laughs> I'm sorry, guys. <laughs> Mike Grasshopper. Mike from Mike Grasshopper. Grasshopper. By the way, Mike is on the mic. Trent, uh, he uh, commented in, and he commented in by texting me, said, "I'd like to provide some words of advice for Mike." Oh boy. I hope he doesn't suck. That's what he said. <laughs> Wow. I'll try I, not to let you down. <laughs> and, uh, and he obviously, he was being facetious. I feel, uh, I feel less bad about that, that, that Google form we sent him earlier. Yeah, shout, shout out to Trent for the, the Google form. Yeah, taking, taking care of us there. Great so, yeah, we, got, we have Mike here today. Um, we've been waiting a long time to have Mike in, and he's our first real guest. And not um, only to have Mike in, Mike has been year. here to have Mike available to us. This is Mike's second trip yes. in 2023 to Field. We, we love yes, We do fun. love it. I enjoy it. Yeah, we get a lot done, and then we go eat good food. We're going to have some great food today. We're going to have some great food. But we have before we dive into the topics and mic stuff, we do have a couple of housekeeping items. Yes, for Sam, sure. Sam, do you want to do this one? Yeah, we want to welcome Taylor Bartley. Taylor started as a content writer um, at the agency on Monday. Um, she comes from a, an impressive agency down in Dallas. She actually just – she is uh, Tulsa born and bred. She just moved back to Tulsa with her husband, Preston. He's uh, he's an amazing guy. And so they're back in Tulsa. There, she's here at the agency. Uh, week one, she's coming back. So success for us. Yeah, we did, we did something right, and she obviously is providing a talent. And uh, just really excited to have her here at the agency. I think a social post just went up about it, so she she yes. has to stick with yeah. us now. And she's and she's got some good wit, and no doubt a, a great culture fit here at the agency. So Taylor Bartley, which now we have two Taylors. We have Taylor Armstrong, known as Taylor A. Uh huh. Now we've got Taylor. Bartley, who we call TB. Yeah, or Taylor B. Yeah, it's Taylor an A-B B's. situation. We're still working so on Mike, it. So, Mike, now we have two Taylors, two Julies, two, two Chelsea's. Chelsea's, and that's it for now. that's it. We had a bunch of Mikes at one we point. We used to have two Courtney's. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So now you got to go in sequential order. You got The next Taylor that you hire has to be a Taylor C. Yeah, like Taylor, oh, uh, Taylor Counts, Taylor, yeah, yeah. Yeah. No, I, I thought of that yesterday, and I said, I was like, well. And that's going to have to go into your hiring parameters from now on. <laughs> we, we hire based on your <laughs> last say, name. Can we get screwed for that? <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, you're really I don't know, maybe. Well, well, I'm giving no legal we'll edit advice. That. We're going to edit that right out. We'll edit that right out. Um, um, do you have any housekeeping items? I don't. That was, I think I feel like I did, but they're not important. Mike, before we'll we dive into topics, we would love for our listeners, our, our B2B listeners, uh, kind of give us a spiel about yourself and what you do at Grasshopper and yeah, the so, whole nine yards. Yeah, so I work at Grasshopper Mowers with Trent. He's been on before. He gave a good history of the company. Obviously, he'd be qualified to do that. He's part of the family. Um, <laughs> I'm not. I feel like I am. But Awesome. Um, anyway, I've, I've worked for Grasshopper for... Well, this is, I'm going on 11 years or 12 years or whatever it is hey, now. Okay, so you guys are kind and of around the same time then. Nice. Yeah. yeah. Rupe has his 12th anniversary in March. It's 11th, but Sorry, every 11th. time he says it, he adds another year. It's, a, it's, yeah. it's more than 10, so <laughs> yeah, who's right, counting now? Right, right, right. Rupe has his 25th anniversary in March. <laughs> 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 but I worked, for, I worked for an agency prior to joining Grasshopper. It was uh, Associated Advertising in Wichita, and Grasshopper was a client of mine. So oh, okay. I've been working on this brand for 15 or more years. I didn't know that. I did not know we that. We always learn things. Oh Trent gosh, taught us this things is too. Great. Yeah. 
You had no idea. I can't believe we've never talked about this before. We've never talked about this. Yeah. I really want so to I've engage been, in eye contact with Mike. For the, we're trying to be focused on our mics here, <laughs> yeah. our microphones. So yeah, but. I've been agency side, now on client side. Dude, so that is awesome. That's, that's why so that's why you have so much of an affinity for me. Yeah. That's probably that's that could be true. That's that could be true. We've noticed that before. That. Oh my gosh. Okay, and then so you're going on year eleven with Grasshopper, mm-hmm. and you're um, just give us kind of a day in the life of Mike. Um, so I walk in to my office, maybe maybe thirty minutes late. I don't really know. He, you have the same uh, life I do here. The same. Uh, That's why I wasn't days. really too concerned when Roop didn't wasn't here when I was here. It was like he'll get here. It's okay. Yeah. <laughs> I feel like I should go like office space on this. And it's like sit down. I just kind of space out for an hour. Yeah, <laughs> okay. yeah. But no, I just I, I open up HubSpot. I open up PowerCord, our other our other uh, agency partner down in, in Florida that we work with on dealer advertising, and I I go through all of the. Stuff I've got. To, I mean, a lot that consumes a lot of my day. It's a lot of uh, dealer-focused advertising and CRM and automation and, and that, lead follow-up. And, and that's and why that you're stuff. here today. That's yeah. why you came in today, right? Yes. This, should we I segue? Was, I was going to say we should we should segue. Are we segueing to the point of that takes up a majority of all of Mike's days, all of yeah. Mike's weeks. Just sitting in that meeting this morning, which thank you. But oh, they never let me into meetings, so thank you for letting <laughs> yeah. me be in the meeting. This I was morning. happy that you joined us. It, it was great. Yeah, it was fun. I, I actually texted Trent and I was like, "Man, it's nice to be here because last two times you've been down here, I have been in all the meetings." And uh, but anywho, amazing how quickly that two hours just flew in the sense of I feel like we were just broaching anything mm-hmm. and everything in regards to CRM. yeah. I, no, normal meetings, I feel like if for every hour I'm in a meeting, it generates at least two to three hours of, of work outside that meeting. <laughs> I think HubSpot meetings, especially HubSpot meetings with Mike, every hour generates uh, two to three days worth of work. <laughs> That's awesome. Which, but it's fun stuff. Like, I enjoy that platform. I mean, you know, we talk about HubSpot here oh, all the time. I, I really enjoy that platform. And um, if I'm being honest, I Mike and Grasshopper have been in it a lot longer than we've been familiar with it 100%. even. So he has a pretty good history and, and a lot of uh, things he's done in HubSpot, and it's impressive to see. I don't know that he thinks that, but, like, I, I go in there and look at this and, like, man, this is – he's done so much stuff in here. And I used to be kind of scared of it. Now I'm not scared anymore. I'm, I feel more comfortable. <laughs> you held my hand. We're, we're, we're doing well. Um, but anyhow, you, you are uh, definitely versed in, in that CRM, and I think you, you use it very well. Thank you. Yeah, it's been fun to to work on this with you guys because I feel like finally someone's speaking my language. Yeah, you know, yeah, like yeah. um and and not that you know, I could go into Trent's office and talk to him about what we're doing on HubSpot and he would understand. But when you know, he doesn't work in it every single day. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, I'm talking about specifics and workflows or lists or automation or whatever and it makes sense to him, but and, and we can talk about those things, and that's great. But, but coming down here or having a conversation with you, and you are, like, steeped in it. You know, like I'm drinking this tea. It's, like, it's, <laughs> like, it's steeped. Yeah, it's like, my tea. And uh, it's, it's just really great to come down here and have time where, yeah, that two hours goes by. But, but that two hours is super productive, yep. and, it, and it produces three days' worth of work because we can – we don't have to – learn to speak the same language yeah. we're already speaking the same language and we can just we can fly through all the things that we need to fly through and and we can hit the high and, and we know exactly what we need to do and and one thing bounces to another and before you know it time is over but we've made a lot of progress yeah and i and i will say along those same lines it is exciting to have someone else who's excited about it yeah um, <laughs> in that platform oh, with me yeah, yeah. you know and you're setting goals and you want to try stuff and you want to do stuff and you want to learn things and that's what you know we think 
uh, a CRM for especially a B2B company has, has a really big play. And you, like I said, you guys have been using it for a long time to uh, nurture leads, keep track of leads. Uh, I mean, you are, of all the clients I know of, you are the power, most powerful power users. You have every hub, enterprise <laughs> level. You're all in and uh, using every Let's corner of it. Yeah. Yeah. yeah they, oh gosh. Well, that's a whole. We've other. talked about that before. We're, we're gonna have. Uh, yeah. We're gonna have Kyle from HubSpot on one day, and we'll just that's our <laughs> that's our cam, and we'll just uh, kind of get into the hooking stuff. But yeah, I mean, you got you guys really do use every corner of it and use it really well. And and you know, the meetings like today, when you guys come down here, um, it helps us figure out even better and stronger ways to use that and leverage all the other stuff that we're doing. So like, I I love it as a kind of central. It's hub. It's a hub. It's mm-hmm. a central hub for all the activity and yeah. the marketing efforts that we do. And and you've got to make it that. If you don't make it that, then, I mean, you're 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 just leaving yeah. so much on the table. For anyone out there that's using HubSpot and feeling like you're not getting something out of it, I don't want to be mean, but you're not doing it right because mm-hmm. it, it it's hard not. To. <laughs> you should you should constantly be finding things. You're like, yes. I wish it would do this. And it then, will. And then but make it then happen. you've got to make the the conscious decision of whether or not you're going to. I mean, are you going to pay? Yeah. Are you going to invest in the future of it? And if, not just of HubSpot. Obviously, you're you're paying them, and you're you're investing in their future. But are you <laughs> investing in your own future by buying the tools necessary to build your um, build your brand, yeah. build your list, build build your future customer base? Understand and understand that customer base. And that's perfectly said. And to your earlier point, right? Your job essentially is living in a CRM system, and mm-hmm. I and I, I don't say that derogatorily. It is if you don't have someone, and the reason that we brought up this topic is perfect because you guys were already you know in it this morning. But we find so many B two B marketers, and especially in the manufacturing world, they oh yeah, yeah we have a CRM system, but um, <laughs> uh, we send some emails, <laughs> and, 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 and that's okay, that's a nice start. Right? We we totally get it. But Mike, talk to us like, and here, to Rube's earlier point, you've been and uh, you've adapted this platform HubSpot specifically for years now. Mm-hmm. And you've been in it for years now. Um, starting from the beginning, I don't want to get into specifics, but when you first you know, signed on to the platform to where you are now, like, is it just like, holy moly, like just the understanding w- what the abilities and capabilities are to your point? Is it is it mind blowing? Is it enlightening? Is it like, man, this is exactly like to your point about the future of marketing and understanding your customers? Walk us through that. Or, or is it like golf, and, and it's it's a minute to learn and a lifetime to master? <laughs> I don't play golf, so I really don't have so an affinity to that. Either. But I'm gonna say I'm gonna say all the above okay. because um, you know we started using it in 2016, uh, which seems like a lifetime ago. God, it really does. But it it was brought up to us as a as an option for I mean we weren't really doing any digital advertising back then Uh, that was our first foray into it and it was a uh, print publication partner of ours that was merging you know they had a digital arm like they they were trying to do they were were trying to do more online type activity and so it was a value added thing that's Mm. that was a big deal back then like everything digital was value added right because print publications were print publications <laughs> and they knew that their their customers were not going to buy digital yeah, right, you know so right. it's like okay we'll give it to you for free well this was i mean they said well we'll use this hubspot crm it was it was free you could use the crm for free and and so they set it up for us the the print publication did and it was in conjunction with uh, our old agency in wichita the one i used to work for uh and so they helped um set that up and, and get it going for us it was obviously before we we're really working yeah. with you guys, yeah, yeah. but um, 
so we started that and we pretty quickly saw the value in it. Awesome. It was like, well, yeah, this, this makes a lot of sense. We, we can, we can grow a list because we had a, a CRM I'm using air quotes, you know, mm-hmm. um, it wasn't email based. It was, uh, mail based, you know, like postal mail yep. based. Um, and we still use that, but we didn't have a way to really capture a digital audience. And so this was a good way to do that. And the question then became, okay, now what do we do with it now? Do we awesome. keep this going? Perfect. Do we Perfect. do we want to continue to? I mean, it, it was clearly this was the way of the future. We needed to figure something out. Uh, so we just we started working in it a little bit more and a little bit more and a little bit more. And we started using um, landing pages with forms, that, uh, you know, connected to our website. And, and then we started. Oh, look at this! We're like we're getting. We're getting more qualified leads, awesome. yeah. uh, that kind of thing. So let's do more of this. So it just kind of grew. I mean, it, it started off as a test, and and which then grew into a. Now it's a beast that we've got to feed. You know, it's so, cool to hear your evolution of it. There, cool. um, I've always thought about. You know, we build websites here, and we run digital ads here, and we get people to come from the digital ads to the website. And, you know, there's some analytics we get off of that campaign, off mm-hmm. of what happens around them clicking a banner on a specific platform. If you can get them to come to your site and take some actions and you've got a tr- nice CRM tracking tool like mm-hmm. HubSpot, that investment in that media is, is multiplied yeah. because now I'm learning more and I get these reconnection oh, yeah. opportunities and all this other stuff. So to me, it just is an, a natural evolution of, uh, of a marketing, you know, for us as marketers, a way to take that that initial dollar or that initial 10 cents or whatever it is on a media click and really do more with it and really engage that's the whole you know what inbound is yeah, of course. um but like i i love i love that evolution of it, but i also like hearing like oh it kind of started from this print deal <laughs> it's just a throw on <laughs> it's kind of weird how, how everyone kind of finds their way there but like if you're not in a crm now and most businesses yeah. probably have some need for it maybe not every hub but even just the marketing hub yeah. alone is pretty valuable, I well, think, across the board. I think we used it for three years before I realized that we needed the sales hub. Yep. Yeah. And mm-hmm. and then we started using the sales hub for lead follow up, more more specific, intentional lead follow up, uh, not just qualification. We had already qualified to a certain level, and then they had expressed interest, and now I'm trying to follow up. But I wanted a way to follow up more personally, mm-hmm. where it felt like it was coming an email or a set of email. We've all gotten those emails where. Uh, it's from so-and-so ABC company. And, you know, it, it seems like it's the same email that you get from like five or 10 different people, you know, but it's the same kind of thing. Uh, it's just, it's an automation based thing. Uh, It's three or four emails. It's, Hey, did you get the information you requested a week later? Did you, uh, I know I, I sent you this email. I just checking to see if you have an interest in X, Y, Z. I'm trying to get them to re-engage in some way, shape, or form. So then I can forward that on either to the rep or the dealer or whatever uh, for for additional conversation. So I, I I learned that we needed more. It, it became a way of gauging. Okay, what's the next step in the evolution of our awesome. uh, growth? How do you start tying all these things together, right? And, and yeah, it's it is a natural. If you got a sales team, you guys have a good one. Like that makes sense. I watch Sam use it for us. Like Littlefield, we use HubSpot ourselves every day. 
and I'm blown away watching our one man uh, sales team over here uh, use it. And you know, he he's he's in there. He's making notes. He's following up. We're able to see you know you know this happened and this happened and. Um, hey, Roop, you haven't sent that email out yet. Why didn't that go? Oh, crap. Let me go check. You know, like it, it's pretty impressive to see both the scale of like a kind of me and you basically using it versus a lot of people in, in the Grasshopper universe using it and how it kind of tailors to whatever size or need you have. Well, right? and that's Mike hit the nail on the head. The word re-engage. Yeah. Perfect. Right. Like if, if we're lucky enough that they quickly convert and we've got the sale. Yahoo. That's wonderful. Specifically talking on the product side for Grasshopper. But then you think about, okay, so once that user converts, you've made the sale. If they haven't, how are we reengaging to Mike's mm-hmm. point? And then, hey, once Roop has bought said mower and uh, all of a sudden HubSpot triggers a response three weeks later and Roop's back on the site. What's Roop doing on the site, right? Oh, wait, he's looking at attachments. Yeah. Ah, cross-sell opportunities, right? Like there's – that's the beauty of it. Yeah, he needs a manual or something. Yeah, yeah. exactly. Yep. Yeah. And, hey, then you've got that one-to-one outreach. Beautiful. Like that's – and your point about incorporating sales hub. Like that's amazing. That's that is the beauty of it right there. Yeah, it's a symphony. They're they're using the whole kit and caboodle, all of it, operations, the whole thing. You're not using the CMS though. That CMS is still suspect. I don't <laughs> mind telling anybody. Well, that. They're going to use another word. Wow, suspect. Was no, very nice. I said. Well, <laughs> this is a children. Kyle's listening. This is kid friendly. Yeah, sorry, Kyle. Sorry, keep Kyle. it PG. Well, and you know, I think it'll evolve. I think it'll evolve, but like it's it's not there yet. Just from the outside in, watching, you know, observing your all's meeting this morning. Um, with, I guess we should give Chelsea a shout out. Chelsea was no, not necessary. Not, yeah, not necessary. Not necessary. I, I'll give her one shout out. Just the fact that she let us have forty five <laughs> minutes of my time today. Thank you. I was going to oh, do true. it even if she told me not to. <laughs> right. <laughs> well, that's how I. That's, that's how I do everything with Chelsea. But you know, just just some of the messaging conversations that we had. It really it was it was intriguing to me because you guys have some great data and some insight there. So um, no, it's it's really cool, Mike. As we before we segue into topic two. Uh, for those B2B manufacturers, whether they have a CRM or they don't, or they're not using it properly, like in, like if you had one piece of advice, what would that be? Just do it. That's what we had to do. We had the, I mean, we had an offline CRM. We still do, and we still use that CRM. Now, now I'm looking at how do we integrate that old CRM Perfect. into HubSpot. Nice. I, I nice. want to make HubSpot our primary. And whereas before, when we first started using HubSpot, it was a way for our marketing arm, the marketing department, to come into the digital advertising or the the digital realm. I mean, we still had manufacturing, we still had warranty and service and all that stuff that was that was perfectly happy and perfectly uh, stable, working and using our existing software or existing database. But we had outgrown it mm-hmm. from a marketing perspective and we needed to do we needed to do something different so we had to we had to do something and so hubspot was the the thing that we did and and i'm glad that we did because it's it's allowed us to to grow in ways that i never would have thought that we would have been able to grow so i mean as i was thinking about this conversation i was thinking about just the word autonomy i mean we have you as a marketing department you have to have a certain level of autonomy just kind of make decisions and go where you got to go in terms of finding the the prospects and and getting the leads and everything so even if you even if you're not sure where to start i mean hubspot's a great place to to start but there are numerous other crms out there that would be good point just as just as well suited just find one they're mostly all free on the crm side (laughs) start out that way they start out they definitely start out that way but you'll quickly learn that hey I can I can 
I can do so much more. I could, I could do so much more. What else could I automate in my day mm-hmm. and, and take a lot of workload and stress off of myself, off of my colleagues? And then, hello, not only do that, but then like continuously grow into other areas of, 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 of marketing or, or automation or, or data quality or whatever that is just going to improve your yes. not only functioning, but, but just it'll make it more fun. Yeah, that's it, the other thing. That's the thing we haven't haven't said, but I feel like it's been between the lines. It's fun. Yeah. Like HubSpot in the CRM world is fun. Like yeah, if you're, you're a marketer and you're into this stuff. You'll learn to love marketing because yeah. <laughs> yes. yeah. I it, love it, that. It, yeah, it, it's it can so quickly become a drag because you're you feel like you're doing the same things over mm-hmm. and over again and not getting any different results. But here you can start to see results. Yeah, and it's it's pretty fun to watch. I, I I feel like we just ran a commercial. They should pay us. <laughs> <laughs> uh, hey, Kyle, send, kind of send you guys my commission check yeah, too. Yeah, Kyle. <laughs> yeah, I was say, we got your address. Kyle, I see we're what you guys talk are about, doing over here. We're going to talk about this one, Kyle, on our next call. <laughs> Kyle, our, our HubSpot rep. As we segue, that was awesome. Um, as we segue into the second topic, Mike, we always like, as you know. You, by the way, Mike's our segues added. today have been, by the, we're going to segue. We just are announcing <laughs> our yeah, segues. announcing <laughs> segues. <laughs> That's a yeah. transition. So Mike is an avid, avid podcast listener, and that's why we're so happy to have him as a guest today because he engages with us, with Trent, et cetera, and, and we've, I think it's created some meaning, meaningful conversations over mm-hmm. the last year. As you know, we, we always talk about the reason we started this podcast is understanding the future, and as Rup and I kind of reflected over the last year, and as we're in our first month, we look at, okay, TikTok was a major topic of conversation last year. Not every week, but, I mean, it was just it was talked about. And then here we are in the first of, year, of the year. I don't think we've really talked about TikTok just in the sense of, well, it's potentially Not. getting banned in the United States. We'll you know, TBD on that. Yeah. We'll see what Congress and the Senate does. But here's ChatGPT, and we didn't talk about that one time in 2022. We were, we were talking about it off mic, to be fair. Uh, yeah, like off we, mic. We, we yeah, were and, and following probably it. probably November, December. We, yeah. I, actually, you, you, I think, maybe late summer, early fall had just kind of broached it yeah, with well, me. Yeah, I was aware of it. Yeah. We just didn't have enough context. And so uh, kind of a fun, thought-provoking one because when we had Trent on the podcast in uh, December – Hey, what's the future of marketing? He's like, you can't ask me that question. Yeah. Like, <laughs> it changes too much. And he answered it really well in the sense of, you know, customization and personalization to, you know, your yeah. customers. And that was, that was great. In your eyes, just like just how quickly things are going. As a marketer for a great B2B company, like what, what are you looking just at? Let's, let's look at the next quarter, the next six months. Like what does that look like for you and how are you adapting in the sense of whatever's next of what we're not talking about today that is going to be prevalent in six months. Mike, what are your we, we, Mike, we need you to give us our podcast topics for the next four yeah, to five saying, months. Mike, if, if you we're, take, we're taking notes. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, I mean, and, and again, we can talk oh. high level. Where you can be like, hey, no, this is just. Mm. I mean, I kind of feel like I want to answer the same way that Trent answered, and you can't ask me that. But at the same <laughs> time, uh, no, I thought Trent's answer back then, you know, personalization, customization. I think that that still continues to be the one of the main things i mean that's what we were talking about earlier today that was that was a lot of what we were talking about um i mean to the when you guys first started talking about chat gpt i think it was on i think maybe it was the first episode that you were talking about it i I loved how you put it it was a it's a junior copywriter right yeah it still takes a a human being or it still takes someone with some more technical know-how or some understanding well in in you guys' case understanding of the client or understanding of the project to hone that and to take a uh you know a a more fine tip 
to it, you know, yeah, apply the context. Right. Yeah. So for example, um, so I went on there and I typed in a few, um, questions, you know, like, uh, why would you use a, what's the benefit of using a front mount mower or what's the benefit yep. of using a mid mount mower or something. Like that. And, and I got to the, I was really excited to type in what, what are the benefits of using a stand on mower? And I forget now what it was because it was so bad, but it was like, okay, chat GPT just did not understand my question apparently. And I, and I didn't rephrase it at that point. I, I probably should go back in and, and refine it and, and see if it would do a better job. But it was like, okay, if, if I just took that, if I didn't know any better and I just took that, and I placed that into, say, uh, a press release or a social post or a HubSpot email or something like that, <laughs> right, right. like it, it, it would not be good. <laughs> <There'd> be <repercussions. laughs> like, it, it, there would be repercussions. Yes. It'd be like, why did you do this? Why was this published? You know, uh, did anybody read this before it went out kind of thing? You know, so I, I think that I was listening to another podcast and this was from on the way down here because it's a two and a half hour drive and I got to have something to do. And it was, um, it was a Jordan, Pe- Jordan Peterson conversation with, Oh gosh, I can't remember who he was, it, but it was back in 2017 and they were, t- uh, no, it wasn't Jordan Peterson. It was another one. Anyway, whatever. Uh, it was about technology and AI even back then, like in 2017 when they were talking about, you know, Google making, you know, can't remember exactly what they were working on back then but the point was that the technology is just an extension of the human mm-hmm. using it yep right yeah, that's and it, it as as cool as chappy g chat gpt i can just it, i never it, can say it like why it, it, it needs a better name um as cool as it is that it can do like it's google on steroids mm-hmm. um and it, as as awesome as some of the uh, the the outputs were to the questions that I gave it, it's still I I felt the need, and I'm glad that I did, especially like with that stand on example that I got to go in and read that that this is exactly what I asked it for. Yes. Like that con- contextually, did it understand my query? Did it give me a proper response? Uh, and is that response actionable? Like, mm-hmm. could I take that? response and formulate something, you know, could, could I build upon that or do I need to scrap that and, and go back to the drawing board? I mean, it's always going to take a human to analyze that. I I mean, I don't think a, I really don't, I'm not a Luddite when it comes to this, um, uh, AI stuff because we're using automation for HubSpot. I mean, there's a, there's a certain component, but it's only going to, it's only going to be as good as the inputs that you Put in, yeah. that, that you put into it or yeah. that, that it's built to handle. Yeah. So it's always going to take a human on the other side or either on the front side or on the back side that is, um, you know, understanding if that information that it's pulling, resourcing, and then giving back to you is uh, re- usable, relatable, and, and actionable. I didn't even think about it contextually in a sense of automation. Duh. I mean, yeah. yeah right? we, like that's... There's that's really interesting. I, I I spend my days now thinking, you know, th- those those contextual things and where it's off. I think that's just getting better and better. So mm-hmm. you know, we're a few years away from yeah. it being like it's still not great, but it's so much better it was in 2023. Yeah, right, 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 right. I think now because I keep seeing all these examples. I mean, it's yeah, it's not of, at its peak. It's no, it's, it's very much not. 
Um, I keep seeing all these examples of like the real estate industry or, you know, the teacher that instead of being mad that his students could use it to write papers, he was using it to grade homework. Like mm-hmm. I keep seeing these ways people are figuring out how to use it. And, um, you know, I think my my little brain's first response is, oh, give me some topics for some blogs or what would mm-hmm. I do? You know, stuff like that. I'm I'm only chipping a very part, small part of this, too. And I, as, as we continue to see more examples of how others are using it, I think it's going to inspire more different ways to kind of look at it mm-hmm. and, and, and incorporate it. Um, I know we, I mean, geez, we, we talked about this last week. It's already happened. Google has announced BARD, oh, which yeah. will be their, their, their version of this where they've incorporated some AI. Oh, yeah. uh, Microsoft, I don't remember what they've named theirs, mm-hmm. but it's... Um, sorry, my wife was calling if anyone heard that. <laughs> Later, honey. Um, so I, I know what she wants. She wants me to go get her Edda blend. She forgot I was doing this today. Um, anyhow, lunch, lunch thing. Sorry, Edda blend, little plug for you. We had you this morning with Mike as well. Um, anyhow, um, I don't know what I was going to say. Damn it. Um, so you're Damn on it, Microsoft, Karen. so you didn't know which name. Yes, Microsoft doesn't know what they're going to call their thing. But anyhow, the, the search engines are immediately adapting this, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, we were it, talking about Bing earlier this it, week, right? Like yeah. Bing's made some there, headlines. What? Is it just going to be a better search thought, engine, yeah. though? Yeah. Is it just going to be a better search engine? Because that's fine. I think it's the, the other applications where it ties into a code base or, or it really is more interactive than just here's some search results. <laughs> and, like, I'm just spitballing here, but thinking for, like, Grasshopper, is there going to become a time when we spend all this effort and energy building and designing something like a model chooser? that uh, maybe won't be as necessary in the future because we can incorporate some AI technology that yeah. knows more about that user and understands the way they're phrasing things to give them an answer that's pretty close and to walk them through some other. Yeah, see, I hadn't even thought of that you yeah, know, as I, far as like an application. Application-based, yeah. I think that's but really where it starts to explode. Because right now it's it's kind of theory. It's like, oh, yeah, yeah it's fun. It's like <laughs> yeah. write, write, a, write a podcast script. Yes. Write, uh, yes. you know, uh, what was... What was your other example? Oh, I can't I, remember. I, but um, yeah, I was thinking of it in terms of if I, you know, specific to HubSpot, if I, w- and I haven't run into anything that I've needed this for yet because I've, I've been able to figure it out. But if I ran into a situation where I, w- a really, really unique enrollment trigger, mm. like I was trying to figure out a way to enroll just a very specific mm. group of contacts that were either based on, based on actions and timing. Like if they'd have done this, but not done this in a certain time frame, like how would I do that? And I've, like I said, I've, I've not run into a situation where I've needed that yet, but I, I could see where, like, cause you were talking about Chris Kaiser and uh, using it to, to write formulas yeah. and stuff like that, Literally. which Power I was user. like, that's awesome. Genius. Yes. You know, so I, that, that got me thinking about like at the application side, not just the fun theory side, you know, or the fun just kind of, oh, look at this, what it spit out at this query or whatever, just for fun. Like, how could I actually use this to make my Chris doesn't day like, job Chris easier? Doesn't like to have, Chris doesn't like to have fun, so he jumps straight to the application <laughs> part. I should also point out, by No, the but way, that stuff's fun. Well, yeah. <laughs> you and Chris. He, he's, and Trent. He's the first paid user that I'm aware of. Like, he's bought a subscription. Oh, yeah. Yeah, he's cool. in. He's in. We didn't have him on the podcast, honestly. Yeah. Well, so, uh, Mike, yesterday we were talking to a pro- uh, podcast. We were talking to a prospect, and we were talking about – she had a great question about the future of SEO. She was like, I, I don't even know if, like, that's important anymore with, like, yeah. everything that's coming out. Oh. And I was like, hey, like, that's interesting. And Rup said it really well in the sense of, like, hey, like, there's still going to be a place for SEO. 
it's just evolving and adapting. So it might not be keywords right. on your website. It might be what you're feeding it to the sense of your model chooser example to yeah. give you the best, hey, you need grasshoppers X. Insta- instead of trying to write SEO for for um, you know algorithms and, and, and search engines, you're writing algorithms for AI bots to better understand and have context like around mm-hmm. your audience and your yeah. product. Which is SEO. Which is still SEO. Which, it's, yeah. just, it's just evolved. So Yeah, that's uh, yeah, exactly right. It's a... It used to be SEO, you, you were just packing the keywords, page with phrasing, keywords, yeah, yeah. right? And it didn't really matter. Almost to an extent, it didn't matter if yes. the phrasing was right or or if it zero sounded term, clunky term, or whatever. Or <laughs> yeah. I mean, you could repeat like the same thing a in, in uh, uh, you know, five or ten different ways. <laughs> but but now, well, that's not worked for a while. Necess- yeah, that's not worked course. well for a while. Um, but, but I see now where it's like... N- n- you would have to write your web copy to almost um, anticipate the way that Chat GPT would yes. would, would ding, formulate ding, ding. a response, response to a query. And I think much better than what and I think said. for 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 folks that have like tech, technical documentations, right, or or yeah. specs and things like that, stuff that's you know twelve inches doesn't mean anything to SEO. That could mm-hmm. be a ruler, it could be a blade, it could be a belt, it could be a lot of things, <laughs> a lot of things. Mm-hmm. Um, that was for you, Trent. But uh, <laughs> <laughs> it could be for, it could be a lot of things. But if you have it in context on a page with oh we're talking about twelve inch blades for you know this model of grasshopper mower, and there's rows and rows of data for a bot to kind of mm-hmm. understand. That's what you want. That kind of detail that most humans don't want to wade through, but right. it helps formulate a good response the from tech a, well. a chat. Yes. Yeah, I think mm-hmm. I think those kinds of documents that we've kind of looked at in the past for marketing and so, said, well, they're important. Let's get them out there. But like, it's not, no one's reading page five of this. The bots probably will. Yeah. Yep. I think they do. It's just yeah. a matter of, you don't want to be on page five. You, no. you, I mean, you, I mean, you still, you still yeah. want to write copy to show up on page one, but you, you have to, you're going to have to do that smarter now. I'm beginning to wonder, will there be a page one? Ah, yeah. Will there even be a paginated? See, page when one? I was when I was doing my own, because well, I've uh, got a couple of presentations to give, and so I was uh, typing in. Just, I, I'm not going to use these as my outline. I just wanted to to know what it would spit back at me, and I was pretty impressed. I was like, "Holy crap! Yeah, this is actually really good stuff." Because I already know a lot about the topic. It's just I wanted I wanted to see what this thing would Absolutely. spit back at me. I'm like, "Wow." This is incredible, and you're right. Does it eliminate page one? Yeah, I mean, Do I and I think that that's why Google's so freaked out. Yeah. Oh my god, can you imagine those closed door conversations right now? Well, you know, they started the year off saying, "Don't worry about it. We got a brand to protect. AI is <laughs> fine. There's no fire here. You're fine." The next week, they're like, "Hey guys, we're laying some people off to free up I some think, money so that we can buy." I this. think that's a smart move on their it, part, though, because yeah, there are so on. many marketers like us yep. that are dependent right now. In a, in a large part on Google, and I mean they they get a large portion of our budget too, um, which okay right wrong or otherwise, but we we have a lot of eggs in that basket, mm-hmm. and unless they figure out a way to, I mean until until there's a way to advertise on ChatGPT, which maybe there will be I eventually. Say, yeah. I mean I mean they're, they've got a paid model, but you know until you can, I mean I would imagine that there's got to be some way to to monetize that further to force your content into subscriptions uh, maybe you never know you i know. mean i it, it would be like sponsored content you know kind of thing but i mean that would kind of kill the experience 
I think. Yeah, but it might, and I think that's where something interesting. Yeah, but I think that's where, like, when we talk about like organic content and and like, kind of like a natural kind of uh, alignment with your audience, this just is more gas on that fire. Mm-hmm. So we're gonna leave you with a cliffhanger, right there to our listeners today because we have a lunch reservation. Oh yeah, and it's almost noon. It is. And uh, but this was insightful. And Mike, uh, as he alluded to earlier. Traveled to probably about two hours and two and a two half, and half hours. hours. Two and a half hours down here south in Tulsa. And so we love having you here. We're going to have fun you back. Being here. And, and let me say this because I'm certain that this is going to sound um, shaky. I just, um, anytime we have a third mic, I'm terrible. But here's the good news for our listeners. <laughs> yeah, well, no, it's recording. I mean, it's all fine. Oh, but I see, I see. Um, uh, we have Brandon Bergen. Announce it, dude. Back in the house. Our beloved Brandon videographer has returned. Brandon Bergen is to Littlefield Agency. Back. That was the other thing I was forgetting <laughs> to mention at the yeah. top here. He's back. And you know what the good news is for you guys? He knows how to do audio design and video uh, way better than this guy does. So we're going to bring him in to start producing the podcast here in so the next part of month. a couple more weeks. Yep. And, and uh, it's going to get so much better. And when it's better, we're going to have Mike back for, um, you know, we'll do a video podcast. We'll do it all. Yeah. No, we'll do it all. We'll do it all. Oh, that'll be, be so much fun. It'll be a reimagined podcast studio. Yeah. So. Anyway, Mike, thank you. Hey, thank you, guys. Thank you so much. Thanks for being here today. Okay, guys, happy Friday. Um, This write-up will go live on Monday, actually. Oh, you're not going to make me do it today? Um, I'm not going to make you do it today because we need to go enjoy lunch with Mike. Is is that because you know we're drinking at lunch? And because we might have a beer at lunch. (laughs) And also, I don't think our prospects and listeners want to hear from us on the weekend. Oh, there's that, too. uh, We will blast you on Monday. All righty. Okay. And we'll see you again next Wednesday. Over and out. Adios. Bye-bye.